0: You are Locked On Brown, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to be on the cover of Forbes magazine, smiling next to Oprah and the Queen. Yeah, a different city every night. Oh, I, I swear. Welcome prepare for when I'm a billionaire Yeah, I would have a show like, oh, get get Starting off with the a little Trabby McCoy, I want to be a billionaire And there's a reason for that And that is because today we're going to talk a little bit about What it means to be a Browns fan in the offseason Especially when we start to talk about the NFL Draft And this year it feels like the Browns are the billionaire. They have a ton of draft picks. And so today what we want to do is kind of walk you through uh, using a uh, mock draft simulator, kind of the experience of uh, what it looks like to be the billionaire that the Browns currently are. And so we're actually going to use uh, FanSpeak. And so if you haven't used it before, Fanspeak.com does a great job. It has some variety of options that allow you to manage the cap. You can do this on-the-clock premium where you can trade picks. Uh, But we're actually just going to use the the normal on-the-clock 2017. And so if you want to kind of play along with me, we're literally going to walk through an entire draft for the Cleveland Browns with no trades. Uh, We'll talk through each pick, why they become more difficult, what's going on at those picks, what has happened before those picks that impact the Browns. Because it's a way of feeling our way around, and so a lot of times, um, while I would say the simulators obviously are limited, they don't have as much information. They're using some boards uh, and some information that obviously are, are not the teams. I think they do a really good job of helping us kind of feel what it's like to be in the draft room. I promise you that um, I'm literally going to be clicking through this uh, while recording the podcast because I want you to kind of get a feel for what I'm experiencing, and so. There are times where I start this process, and those of you who follow me on Twitter, at Jared K. Mueller, that's at J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. You kind of know that there are times where, uh, even by the Browns' second pick, number 12 overall, I kind of feel like I'm stuck. I kind of feel like I'm in a place where, not that I don't like any of the players, I actually like a lot of the players, but where I'm just not happy with my options. And so, automatically... um, I get a little frustrated with those drafts. Now that I'm not getting good quality players, I'm just not getting the players or the positions that I'm really interested in. And it affects how I see the rest of the draft. And so as we're kind of going through that, you might that might be our experience today. Or we might get the experience where Malik Hooker or Jonathan Allen or Jamal Adams are there at 12, and the rest of the board seems to just kind of fit together. And so we're just going to do that. So we start on fanspeak.com. Scroll down just a little bit, and we go to the On the Clock 2017, and it pops up and gives us the option of picking uh, which team we're going to draft for. Obviously, we're drafting for the Cleveland Browns, and so again, I'm just clicking through this because I want you guys to do this. This is really fun, can be very frustrating uh, as well, and so the Browns don't have a pick in the seventh round. I'm actually going to pick only six rounds. Just simplifies my life a little bit. Uh, which big board do you want to use? Now, here's where uh, it's important to understand whose information you're using. And so for me, there's only three boards that I ever use. Not that the other ones are bad, uh, but I use primarily Matt Miller's from Bleacher Report, CBS's, which is generally Dang Bruglers, and FanSpeak's overall board, which tends to be kind of a combination of all of them. And so uh, Matt's is kind of my primary go-to, so I'm going to go to that just so I don't get frustrated too much with some any, too many surprises. And then you can select team needs based on fanspeak, what they think, or a user vote. Uh, I'm just going to use fan speak. So we're just going to roll right into the top of the draft with the Browns having the number one overall pick. Uh, and so we'll let's draft, let's roll along. So again, fanspeak.com is what we're using today to kind of walk through what it looks like to be uh, in a mock draft. Now, many people have decided already who they're going to select at number one overall uh, most people, that's Miles Garrett. There are a few of you out there who have decided that a quarterback is kind of the way to go. And while I totally get that, I think there is a talent deficit uh, or a difference between Miles Garrett and uh, some of the quarterbacks. But I also think there isn't as big of a talent uh, difference between Miles Garrett, Jonathan Allen. I think he'll fall down some, but I don't think the talent is that different. Derek Barnett at Tennessee, really like Jamal Adams, the safety out of LSU. Um, so there's a lot of high-level talent, but I'm going to go with Miles Garrett and see how the rest of the next uh, 10 picks till we get to 12 kind of go. And there might be some surprises. And obviously, we don't know who's going to go where, but we have an idea of some of the high-level talent that probably will be off the board before the Browns pick. And so, between the Browns picking Miles Garrett at number 12, Ruben Foster, Mitch Trubisky, Jamal Adams, Tredavious White, the cornerback. Deshaun Watson, the quarterback, Jonathan Allen, Malik Hooker, Caleb Brantley, Caleb Brantley, Corey Davis, and Marshawn Latterbar, the cornerback out of OSU, are all off the board. And so just looking at this, uh, there are quite a few players that I would have loved to see at number 12 now off the board. Jamal Adams was the first, uh, Deshaun Watson was the second, Jonathan Allen third, Malik Hooker was the fourth. And so, so far I've lost kind of my some of my main guys that I would love to see at that position. And so that leaves us into a very interesting place. Uh, With the way that Greg Williams wants to play, safety play and and pressure are kind of two important things. The Browns' defense uh, didn't get a ton of attention last year in the draft and still needs a lot. But with Miles Garrett on uh, one side, Emmanuel Ogba on the other, that means the Browns uh, aren't going to be in kind of position for Derek Barnett kind of player. And so looking at kind of who Matt Miller has on the top of his board, Leonard Fournette, Mike Williams... Uh, and O.J. Howard are kind of three of the top five left on his board. Uh, Dalvin Cook comes in at six, Derek Barnett at seven. Um, I'm not going to go running back. I I think the Browns like what they have there. Uh, Addressing another wide receiver if Terrell Pryor is re-signed makes not a lot of sense. So for me, it's all about the best level of talent, and that means Solomon Thomas, uh, who in this is set as an edge player, But I think the Browns can play inside next to Danny Shelton and get a lot of speed and power with a combination of Ogba, Garrett, Shelton, um, and then Solomon Thomas. So he's going to be my three uh, technique. It's not his best position, but I think he's so good that you can't pass him up. And so now we're just going to watch this board just kind of tumble off with talent after talent because there is a lot of it already with... Uh, Watson and Trubisky off the board. Uh, Kaiser goes later to the Houston Texans. That means three of the top four quarterbacks are off the board by the time the Browns pick. And so that puts us as a really uh, unique position at the start of the second round. Uh, some other players that went off the board, Sidney Jones, the cornerback, someone I really like. Justin Evans, the safety. Again, you're going to hear me talk about safety play because uh, I believe that's a strong need for the Browns. Gary Conley, the cornerback, Deshaun Kaiser, uh, all off the board. Taco Charlton who could go a lot higher, was 28 to Dallas. O.J. Howard fell all the way to the Packers. So did Derek Barnett. But again, those guys are going to be all off the board going into the second round anyways. So let's roll into the second round again. We're probably focus on the top four rounds, but the rest will kind of be there as well. And so now with uh, two defensive players off the board on the front line uh, who can play a variety of positions, uh, that really puts us back to, I think, safety is the next most important position. And so Buda Baker out of Washington, uh, those of you follow me on Twitter know that he's kind of my guy, and I think you're going to have to get him at the top of the second round. That also means you're going to put yourself at risk of losing out on some quarterback uh, like a Pat Mahomes. We'll see where he falls and whether or not I think the Browns are going to be that interested in him. So Buda Baker, the safety out of Washington, I think is an Earl Thomas type player, will play the run. Um, but is really good in coverage, real leader kind of guy at the back end of the defense. And I think something that's vitally missing uh, given and can really help a Joe Hayden type cornerback uh, on the other side. And so I think either he can help Joe or he can help uh, Brian Boddy-Calhoun. Uh, he can be on either side, uh, but the Browns still really need another safety, which I hope to address a little bit later. And so now with the second pick in the second round, number 52 overall, still kind of looking at where do the Browns have needs? And so I would say strong safety. I think center is an important position for the Browns. I think quarterback is an uh, important position. And I also think quarterback is an important position. And so here it's trying to figure out what is that value of that quarterback. And so guess what? We don't really have the options. Pat Mahomes goes off the board at number 45 overall. So the next best quarterback on the board is Davis Webb. So do you see how... Um, you know, you you reach for a Pat Mahomes at the top of the second round. You might lose out on a great safety like Buda Baker. You go with a really stud defensive lineman in Solomon Thomas. Uh, you miss miss out on a Deshaun Kaiser. And now at number 52, the next best quarterback is Davis Webb, Nathan Peterman out of Pittsburgh. Uh, so a whole lot of names that aren't really going to get anybody excited. So that means really at some level we better hope the Browns uh, got Tyrod Taylor leaving Cody Kessler, sign Kirk Cousins uh, did something or RG three has some kind of miracle experience because we're not getting that guy in this draft based on these decisions. Do I like that? No. Oftentimes the Sean Watson falls to me at 33 um, or it could have even, I, if I was able to take him at 12, I might've thought about it. Unfortunately he wasn't available there. And so uh, he wasn't available. Trubisky wasn't available. I think Kaiser's going to take some time the same as Mahomes, And so you don't, Really want to take those guys that high. Uh, But again, we only had the option of Kaiser and Mahomes at number 12. um, Had the option of Mahomes at the top of the second round, went in a different direction. And so that leaves us at a really interesting spot. So quarterbacks out of the way, that means strong safety, cornerback, center um, are some of the areas that we could be looking. Or obviously, we want to look at a high-level, talented players overall that can kind of fit into the scheme. Tight end could fit. Uh, could be nice for the Browns as well. And so as I'm kind of looking at what's available here, I think a Dory Jackson, Dan Feeney, the guard out of Indiana, and then Pat Elfline really kind of hit a lot of the needs for the Browns. Um, I don't know if the Browns love uh, love the need for a guard. I think Austin Pastor moves inside. I think really center is the biggest thing for the Browns. And that means the Browns could look at players like Pat Elfline, uh, Ethan Posick, Tyler Orlovsky. There are a lot of talented players in this draft. So drafting one here in the second round just seems kind of like a reach. And so I'm going to go with the stud, uh, all purpose kind of cornerback in a Dory Jackson and hope that Greg Williams can kind of work with him. And so you see already, just based on where the talent was, what I valued, as well as the board, we're all defense. And to be honest, I'm. Planning my third-round pick to be defense as well, depending on what falls. And so, if there's if there's a talented center that falls to the top of the third round, um, I may be interested. But again, it's all about what do I value and who do I value. And so, um, I think when you look at all of the center depth in this draft, we have a lot of options there. Whereas I don't know if that safety option gets any better than Obi. Milifan Wu out of UConn. He can play both free and strong safety, a huge player. And so I have all of a sudden uh, created a young stud-like defense, but have not addressed addressed any offensive needs. Miles Garrett is going to play the edge. Solomon Thomas is going to be my versatile three technique and play all over the place. Buda Baker is going to be my free safety who is strong against the run as well. Adoree Jackson is going to be a cornerback while not huge, uh, has a lot of speed. And so you have a physical Joe Hayden. You got a little bit of speed with a, or a lot of speed with Adoree Jackson and you have this huge, uh, safety OB if you want to look him up out of Yukon it's M-E-L-I-F-O-N-W-U look him up huge guy camp chancellor type size muscular build all of that um, and so while the third round is kind of rolling through it's weird not to have two picks which we'll have again in the fourth round um, all of a sudden we have our strong safety our our free safety two defensive linemen to kind of fill out what our needs are there, Uh, and then a cornerback that will partner very well with the rest that's on the board. And look at that. At the top of the fourth round, we still have options. And so um, Tyler Orlovsky is available at center. Uh, We also have the option of going for the injured Jake Butt, um, who I think long-term is a risk but could be an interesting risk for the Browns to take with all of these draft picks they have. He's probably going to spend most of the year – Uh, on the injured reserve, and so at the top of the fourth round, I'm okay with that. Um, So I'm going to take Jake Butt, start the process for kind of next year um, with a tight end who can block, but can also be kind of that versatile uh, pass catcher tight end type, um, and then look to continue to draft on the offensive side of the ball as we continue forward in the next couple of rounds. And so, so far, again, one offensive player in Jake Butt, partially because of how the board fell. If everything went well, either that number 12 pick or the 33rd or 52nd pick would have been a quarterback. Unfortunately, based on how the board fell and where the quarterbacks fell, that just wasn't an option. And so instead, uh, Jake Butt is the first uh, tight end taken. And then center Tyler Orlowski out of West Virginia fills that need in the middle of the line, uh, can compete with Cameron Irving, depending on what the Browns want to do with him. And so uh, in the fourth round, we kind of go all offense. Jake Bud is kind of that future risk pick, but in the top of the fourth round, after already invest having a ton of picks, two, four, you know, five picks uh, going into the fourth round, I think it's just worth it there. And then you get Orlowski to fill in that center position. And now we're looking at where do we think the Browns want to go? Where's the value? Again, quarterback just doesn't seem like uh, something the Browns are going to do at this point in time with who they already have. There's no one really better. Uh, than someone like a um, like a Cody Kessler, and so um, now when we're looking at this board, there's a lot of wide receivers available. But the Browns last year drafted a ton of wide receivers, and so I think um, you have to be very careful of um, not rem- you got to remember that the Browns believe young players can develop. I believe young players can develop, and so um, you know Ricardo Lewis, or Rashard Higgins. Uh, Jordan Payton, those are guys that the Browns invested in one way or another. And so just kind of throwing them off to the side doesn't make sense. On the other hand, you want to look at value. And so wide receiver Ryan Switzer uh, is here at the top of the fifth round. You also have tight end Jeremy Sprinkle. So even though you drafted Jake Butt, Jeremy Sprinkle, who had some issues at the Belk Bowl, stole some stuff from Belk, even though he had a gift card from Belk, uh, is also here. Or tight end Michael Roberts out of Toledo. And so for me, Ryan Switzer um, is ready to play right away, kind of takes Andrew Hawkins' role, though I think they would love to have a vet. I think Switzer uh, isn't going to be here in the fifth round, but he's the type of player that I'm going to roll with to kind of replace Andrew Hawkins. He's kind of that do-everything kind of receiver, who I also expect will go higher than the fifth round, possibly at sometime in the third to early fourth round. And so as we roll through the fifth round, now you see where Um, you're looking at what is particularly important to a team. And so the Browns really invested a lot in defense uh, in the first three rounds. So the first five picks were all defense. That doesn't mean the Browns have to go with offense on the other side uh, in rounds four, five, and six, but it gives them some opportunity to do that. So again, they come back on the board with their other fifth-round pick um, with a lot of options still available, whether it's safety. um, There's some tight ends available, another center. Um, But I think going for a big guy, someone who can block, someone, again, who gives them options um, as Joe Thomas ages, Joel Batonio, you know, there's just a lot of different players um, that you want to have good options on your offensive and defensive line. That's always important. But there's a lot of running backs available as well. And so I think really here, you're just looking at what's the best available player that would fit and fill in okay for the Browns. And so here I'm looking at offensive tackle J.J. Dillman out of Utah. So he will be my fifth round pick, my second fifth round pick, uh, late in the round uh, with the New England Patriots pick that we got for Barkevius Mingo. And so again, now we're rolling through. We got one more, uh, we got a couple more picks left. But as you kind of look, I don't even really need to go any farther. Do you see why and how quickly this process can get really interesting, right? And so while you're wondering, you know, this is a little bit different kind of a podcast, I think it's important to kind of talk through this whole process. Now with uh, another pick in the fifth round, I could go with another offensive tackle. got five wide receivers at the top of uh, Matt's board here between 171 and 178. Uh, then you have Gerard Evans, the random quarterback who shouldn't have come out from Virginia Tech but is already a little bit older. You just have a lot of things going on here. Farrell Brown, tight end. And so you can see where the Browns can get some depth, can really take some risks there. But as you do your mock draft, as you go to fan speak, I want you to think through um, not only what you like or what the team might like, but how each pick impacts how you do things. And I think that's the value of fan speak. Based on how some of the drafting, especially the quarterback drafting, went earlier in the round, I now have an amazing defense, and hope, 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 Tyrod Taylor, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe with picks from next year, um, or Cody Kessler can be good enough. Because if they are, holy crap, Does the Brown do the Browns have a ton of stud-level talent because of all these huge picks that they have. They've got great defensive line. Cross, you can go Miles Garrett, uh, Danny Shelton, Solomon Thomas, Emmanuel Ogba. Then you still have Carl Nassib, Xavier Cooper, possibly a healthy Desmond Bryant to back them up. On uh, The linebacker core, again, you can have Joe Schobert as that third linebacker with Christian Kirksey and Jamie Collins. In the defensive backfield, you have Joe Hayden, Brian Cam Calhoun, Jamar Taylor, adding Adoree Jackson. Those are your four cornerbacks. You have a lot of size and speed combinations there. Uh, can play inside, can play outside. And then at the free safety and strong safety position, you've added two starters day one in Buda Baker and Obi Melafanwo. And then you've added some depth. You've added a Jake Butt, who prob- may not even play this year at all. You've got a center at Tyler Orlowski that should be able to start right away. Ryan Switzer, who can play in the slot and do all the right things. Uh, and then an offensive lineman in J.J. Dillman. And you got a couple more picks left that we just don't have time to go through. That's how you build a team. And remember, what you're not hearing is, did the Browns make any moves in free agency? Obviously, maybe we hope for a quarterback, but maybe they brought in a corner or a safety or a center because there are some offensive linemen options uh, in free agency. Maybe they've made some of those moves, which frees up some other options here. Again, the cool thing is, kind of like Travis McCoy's song, the Browns are kind of the billionaires of this offseason, as they've been at different times with the cap space they have, with Hugh Jackson being a coach that players want to play with, uh, Jamie Collins returning is a great sign, and all of these draft picks, the Browns are ready to put together a stud-level team if, and this is the biggest if, if Jimmy Haslam is willing to let this team grow and develop. Thanks for stopping by this Lockdown Browns podcast with our mock draft processing discussion again you can get a hold of me on twitter at jared k mueller that's j-a-r-e-d k-m-u-e-l-l-e-r and you can get on fanspeak.com to go on the clock for 2017 share that with me go on share it let me know what you did in your cleveland browns 2017 mock draft thanks for stopping by and go browns